What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. I am sorry that we have not put an episode out in so long. Things have been so crazy with the quarantine and work opening back up. And I've been at the gym all day training. But we are finally back with another episode of The Journey. And on this week's episode, we have Miami Dolphins receiver, former North Carolina Tar Heel, Mac Hollins. Let's get it. Let me start with this. They will never understand. They don't understand why you wake up two hours before the sun rises and go jogging around the neighborhood. They don't understand why you do push-ups during commercial breaks. They don't understand why you consume their daily calorie intake in one meal for breakfast. They don't understand why you get to school early. They don't understand why you stress over five more pounds on your bench press. They don't understand why you're so hyped when you get one more rep. They don't understand why you sprint through ladders, around cones, and flip tires all trying to shave .06 off of your time. They don't understand why you grind so hard. They don't understand what it means to you. They will never understand. What's going on, everybody? I hope you have been safe. You and your family and loved ones have been safe over these last couple months. I know it has been hard. Hopefully, you have taken this opportunity to level up in some sort of your life. Um, it is a perfect opportunity to separate yourself from from people who aren't taking advantage of the situation so that I hope I hope you're doing I hope you start a podcast I hope you read some books I hope you you know get back maybe rekindle relationship whatever it may be so before we get into the interview I'm going to leave you with a quote that seems kind of relevant for the time going on with the social injustice and the protesting and the quarantine as well and that is the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in the moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands in times of challenge and controversy. So which type of person are you? Are you going to be the person who sulks and feels sorry for themselves? Or are you going to be the person that figures out a way to level up and advance yourself in life for yourself, for your family, for your loved ones, for your career? Take advantage of the people not taking advantage. That's that's what I've been saying over this whole quarantine. I've been preaching and preaching and preaching that because there are a lot of people doing nothing. And there's an opportunity to really, really, really level up on some people. So without further ado, our guest, Miami Dolphins receiver, Mac Hollins. Let's get it. Other times. He has really earned the respect of his teammates with that top. Just going for a deep ball. Has a man behind the defense. It's caught for a touchdown. The rookie, Mac Hollins, with his first career touchdown, 64 yards. All right, everybody, I want to welcome a new friend of mine. I had the pleasure of meeting and working with a little bit in Miami when I was down training Kamu. He is a former North Carolina Tar Heel former Philadelphia Eagle, now current Miami Dolphin receiver, my guy, Mac Hollins. My guy, appreciate you coming on the show, man. I appreciate you having me, dude. Super excited. Glad we got to meet. Got to train a little bit. Mm-hmm. Excited to the future for this little podcast. Get to chop it up with you. So, yeah. so my first thing is, now that I put two into so one of the things that I, I respected about you from, from the jump was the way, first off, your mindset and your work ethic. 
and going back and kind of researching you a little bit, it kind of makes sense the way that your journey has kind of gone too. So I kind of want you to speak on, because um, I, I love getting recruiting, you know, stories from guys right. because everybody's story is so different. And I feel like, you know, kids get a lot out, out of, you know, maybe because a lot of people don't have, uh, a role model or somebody who's been through the process to help them out. So I like to go through that. So uh, kind of talk us through your high school career and recruiting process because I know it's a little different than, than most people's. Yeah. Um, so grew up in in, uh, in Maryland and, you know, played all the types of sports. I had two brothers growing up. I played every sport imaginable, but football was always kind of my thing. Uh, always a sport I really, really enjoyed. Um I think my parents always said, because I was a middle child, I had a little fire in me and always getting in trouble. Hey, me too, bro. I feel you. Yeah. You can take it out on the field. Had to be, had to be something. So, <laughs> um, so football was kind of my thing. And then in high school, our, uh, our school wasn't wasn't the greatest. Like I said, we didn't win too many games. We went to the playoffs. My like freshman year, like ninth grade year, I think we went to the playoffs for the first time in who knows how long. Damn. Uh, but. I uh, so played there and you know I, I scored my touchdowns or whatever it was never went to any, any yeah I did, did really whatever but never I never went to those Nike camps or any of that recruiting stuff right. so right you, you know what's crazy school. too I think uh you know like looking back at, at, at my career I got lucky I went to a, a, a good high school and right. I like I always said my friends went to the public high school I went to the private high school and I went to the my junior year I went to the semis my senior year I went to the finals that's nine games. That's like nine extra games to take. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that that makes a big difference. And in the playoff games, you get a little, little more opportunity because there's less teams playing. There's more people. There's more eyes on you. So that kind of exactly. plays, plays a role in, in, in recruiting for sure. Exactly. So, so obviously, my first year when we made the playoffs, I wasn't on the varsity. So I wasn't even playing then. Right. So when I got there, we definitely weren't making uh, the playoffs. So I was getting, I don't know, what is it, eight games in high school? Whatever, yeah. ten, ten games in high school. So didn't get recruited out of out of high school. Um, so I'm actually on the road with my older brother visiting schools, and he's visiting UNC at the time. And I go by the football facility with my mom, and we like end up talking to the person at the front desk, and then we kind of get a tour from who was the director of the player personnel at the time, Marcus Berry. He was at West Virginia. So my dad graduated, and then a year after, he came to West Virginia. So my dad played at West Virginia, played receiver there. Nice. And Marcus Berry came in after that. And so there was, like, a little connection there when, because he was like, name your top schools you want to go to. And, like, you know, of course, I put North Carolina because I was there. Yeah. And then I was like, West Virginia. And that's how he's like, why do you want to go to West Virginia? I was like, oh, my dad went there. And then so he was like, listen, we don't have any spots now, but there's this place called Forking Military Academy that we recruit guys out of. Um, so I did a little research about it, this and that, and turns out it's a, you know, a, a little prep school you yep. can go to, where it's not a JUCO, so it doesn't count towards college. Yep, yep. It's just like you can go there for a full year, just as, like the football semester. So I graduate 2011 from high school, and then that like three months later I go to Fourth Union and play football. So I was there with uh, Cardell Jones, uh, Mike Thomas was there. What? Uh, were you guys, yeah, were so you we, guys killing we, or what? We were cold, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were cold. Like, we were, we would play, like, JUCOs and stuff and beat them. Like, we were I mean, crazy. there was, like, I'd say there was at least 
like those eight, eight to ten of us that went to the league, there's there's more than just obviously those two that are still in the league. So the three of us that I'm naming, like myself and those two, That's plus there's more that are in the league. Hey, yeah, so we were like, like nah, not really. But this one, we were just real good. So, so the guys weren't always guys that didn't get recruited. It was like, for like Cardell and Mike, it was more, hey, we need some time. Right. Like, we don't want to redshirt you and waste a year, so we'll just bring you in next year. Or like, then there was other guys that needed the ACT scores, the SAT scores, right, so you right, could retake right. all that. But I was good with all that stuff. So I was mm. like one of the few guys that was there more for more, football. Yeah. Because my ACT and SAT was all good. Um so I just needed the football tape. So I got some more tape, got got a lot bigger, stronger, and I also had obviously better competition. Right. And like iron sharpens iron. So yeah, yeah. I, I finished that up and still didn't really get any any offers. So I ended up, like you were talking about recruiting, I really like took it in my own hands. And I think I emailed, it, it was like 100 plus coaches. I love uh, that. Like, hey, I'm Matt Collins. This is my highlight tape from uh, high school. This is my highlight tape from when I was at Folk Union. I just want an opportunity, like this is my 40 time or whatever, vertical. What was you running back uh, then? Oh, I got no clue. I, if I pulled up the emails, I probably had some. They would probably say four, five four, or four, 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 four. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and, like, I just, you know, was hoping for anything. Like, I was hitting the, if I couldn't find the email or the, the head coach, it would be, like, their secretary or whoever's yeah, next yeah, in line. Yeah. Um, and we just change the name, like, dear this coach, stuff that, <laughs> dear this coach. And, like, that was my way because, I, I mean, I didn't have any other way to right. get out, get my name out there. So I, I did that and heard back from, like, a few places, like, hey, we got spots over here. And then ended up hearing back from uh, Marcus Berry, like, hey, send me your tape from Fork Union, like, an actual hard copy. And he kind of championed me when he went into the, like, office and was like, hey, this kid, like, he, he, he could be a good fit. And at the time, yeah, at the time we had been, this is when we had the sanctions uh, at North Carolina. So there oh, was yeah. like, there wasn't a lot of scholarships available. The dudes weren't going there. And then there was also like more walk-ons, obviously. You need more walk-ons to on scholarships. So right. it was kind of like a blessing that we were in sanctions because there was more opportunity for me to walk on. Yeah. Now that a lot of dudes weren't going on scholarships. So I ended up getting to walk on, like, able to walk on and like I had to get into the school but I was able to walk on um so first year there I'm doing super well at the running like if you ask any of the guys that were at North Carolina when I was there they'll like remember when I first showed up first day we we're running like 110 you was probably and I killing got a, I, that bro I, I, yeah like I'm bald <laughs> my, my hair used to be like I, but I like right before I went I went like full zero on the sides like not all the way skin but but close to it and before I got to UNC, Marcus Barry was like, hey, you, you need to make sure you're in the best shape of your life. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm running, like, heavily. I'm running, I'm on one tens like, no rest. You can't tell the side turn uh-huh. around. Um, so I'm, like, in shape. So when, I, when we get there, we're running one tens, and I'm, like, a second or, or more ahead of everybody. Just killing people. Yeah. And they're like, man, what you doing? Slow down. Like, you, oh, he ain't going to make it because I'm just, you know, I'm a freshman. They're, Oh, he ain't gonna make it. Watch and walk on too. Yeah, you know how those guys are. Yeah, like, man, I hit all of them. I'm, I'm cooking them on every one of them. I'm, I'm not thinking I'm even running fast. Yeah, so, you, you gliding like, right now. You ain't even, you ain't even yeah, open up. Like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I, I'm not even trying to open up. I thought it was, we was like, because I was in such good shape. I'm like, I'm not even hurt. Like, what's going? What do you mean? Like, so that summer, like, I do great, like conditioning wise. You know, there's no pads and stuff. But I come in as a DB. 
because um, I play like a little Safety. corner at fourteen corner. and stuff. Yeah, uh, corner. Hey. Uh, you know, so I had a little bit of that in me, but like I was primarily a receiver. But yeah. you know, I did I did that at fourteen years, so that's kind of where the like walk on availability was. And then I, I, I long snapped at fourteen years, so oh, I also boy. did a little bit of that. But man, yeah, I, so I, I love like, that. But if anybody listening to this right now, first off, he he walks into camp as a walk on, and instead of taking it easy because of, of the older guys, he's killing them. He saw an opportunity to play a position that he really wasn't, and he was long snapping. Like, uh, there, the uh, there's do. ways to make it work, you know. Uh, the more you can do. Uh-huh. Um, so I come in, DB, whatever, and then right, so we break, and then there's like a couple weeks before camp. I end up breaking my ankle. Mm. So I break my ankle. And, like, a little, I didn't need surgery or anything. I, like, a little piece of bone or something yeah. chipped off or something like that. Uh, and, I, and then I was, a couple weeks later, I was back. Um, but before camp, like, before I was back fully healthy, they called me and was like, hey, we have a spot for you at camp. Like, we want you to come to camp. And I was like, even though I wasn't healthy, like, coach still wants you to be there, just kind of yeah, learn. Yeah, yeah. So I end up, you know, going to going camp. I'm, I'm just rehabbing most of the time. And then the season goes on. I'm, I'm re- I redshirt that year, uh, but I'm on the scout team, and I'm playing like receiver on scout team. Thing killer. And like I don't know how, I didn't know the rules and stuff that you know on Thursday you're supposed to be chilling. Because you only know on Friday, man. Yeah, like I'm thinking like it's just like we're just supposed to be practice. So I I remember like um I run a route on a Thursday. And I want to say it was Drew Davis, Butch Davis' son. He's down at FIU, but his son was playing with me. Like, playing on – he was at UNC, walked on with him. This was right before Butch had uh, – was done coaching there. But I, th- I want to say he threw – he, like, threw it up. Either him or Caleb Presley. Um, and I jump over, like, two dudes and catch it, like, on top of them. And the DB coach comes from, like, you know, our DB coaches stand up by the field goal, like, yeah, right by the goalpost. He comes screaming, like, if you ever do that again – you're fucking done. Like you'll never what? play here again. Yeah, like hot. And I'm not, I'm like not even understanding what he was even talking about. What do you want me I, to do? Like, like I didn't realize that this wasn't like a go hard day. I, I, I even I, I even like, feel like, like you, that if, if you're doing any type of like, like as a like think about you as a starter. I guess maybe maybe as as, as I got older, like older older, and I like, but like if on Thursday if if the the tempo is we're not walking through. I expect guys to go and compete right. for balls. You but, know, it's only good, like it, it's gonna make it's gonna keep me like I don't know if a, like a walkthrough is a walkthrough, but if it's the tempo is full speed, I'm trying to get my fits. I need to see that. And I don't think that's gonna be right. Gonna, I don't never got that. Yeah. So I didn't even like I didn't even understand at, at obviously at the time because I didn't know college football, but I also like oh I didn't know. Y'all didn't do that. Like, I'm thinking we just going. I think he was just mad because I jumped on him. Yeah, because you, you, you moss but, You moss, buddy. Yeah, you moss. Yeah, because I made him look bad. You, you, you so, moss the starter on, on the two days before the game. Right. So, across the field is a receiver named Sam Aiken, who played in North Carolina, played in the league, played a lot of special teams, stuff like that. He was the assistant to, uh, or like helping out with Coach Brewer, who was the receiver coach at the time. And he sees this from across the field. And. Like, he ends up telling, oh, hey, great play on that, this and that. And then, the, like, it would be, like, the next day or the next week, 
I'm in the receiver room. Like, we have some guys go down a receiver, and, like, I'm in the receiver room. And at the time, I wasn't really, like, I couldn't run routes, really. My hands weren't really all that good. Um, but the guys had played basketball with me, and they knew I could, like, dunk. They knew and, you like, could, yeah, was, yeah. You, you, like, you, I was they knew super you athletic. Had yeah. Yeah, like, he could, he could get it at some point. So I ended up switching the receiver at the time, at then, and then that offseason, I get, you know, I get, I get a little bit stronger because I'm in college for a little longer, stronger, faster. And so I'm going into my redshirt freshman year, and Coach Pascal, Luke Pascal, and Coach Walt Bell. So these are the two guys, especially Coach Pascal, but these are the two guys that really, uh, like, push me special teams-wise and, like, push my name to Coach Fedora. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Mac, you need to, you, like, special teams is going to be your way on the bus. Got to play teams. Like, yeah, you're not, yeah. realistically, you're not going to make it playing receiver. Like, we got guys to receive, like, special teams, how you going to make it? I'm like, all right, cool. Like, say that, say that. I'm not... Like I'm, a, I'll make it then. So, I end up becoming a. Uh, I think my first game ever was at South Carolina. Um, and I'm at, I'm on kickoff and punt return. I don't know if I played any other ones. I think I just started on those two, and I end up having a tip punt, like block <laughs> punt, and I ran down like, this is like first time people were really seeing I was like fast. Like yeah, you can move. Yeah, to this day, everybody's like, bro, you got so much faster that, that year. I was like, I really don't feel like, in in my mind, I'm like, I didn't get that much faster. I, I think I just didn't fast. get the chance. You just, you just but, yeah, but they they were like, nah, you got way faster that year. Like, So I ran down on kickoff. I ended up missing the tackle, but, like, had dude at the five and, like, missed the tackle. Like, it was down there when he had dropped the ball, and I was, like, five yards ahead of everybody. But by the end of the season, I was a starter on all four, got voted a captain of the team. Dang, um, as a freshman. And, like, yeah, as a freshman. And like was the best thing to do, uh, and then that following year, I used to be on the drugs machine heavy. Like I used to live on the drugs machine. I still get on it. But obviously, when you're in season or in yeah. college, it's a lot easier because you got somebody always shooting it. Right. And I was a nobody. And this was like when I took advantage. Like while I was doing the special team stuff, I took advantage of the time where you don't have to do anything during offense and defense drills. And, and, and hit the drugs. when they don't need you. I was at the drugs. Like the receivers were over See, there doing all their stuff. Shit, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm sitting there. I was, ca- I was catching like an extra 100, 200 balls during, like while everybody else was going, not including the stuff I'm doing before practice and after practice. So I, I would be love. catching jugs, jugs, jugs. And then I would use these. That's like, amazing. I, like, I, I love, I love the. So if you never, like, if you would have abided by the, the, the so called rules of college football, you would have never gotten that opportunity to be in a receiver wow. room. No and way. you took that challenge of being. Like, okay, I need to play teams to to get my name out there and to make this team, and I'm gonna play teams, and I'm I'm and I'm, and I'm gonna be the best. Like for any right. any, any walk-ons out there, like this is like, like the perfect podcast to listen to. Like for real, if you are go out there and and first off, you gotta act like you're not a walk-on, which is what you did. Right. Like I, I'm very close with one of the guys that walked on with me. He was he was a freshman, I was a senior. And, like, when I was out there with him on kickoff, it never occurred to me that he was a walk-on or a freshman. He was the guy that was contributing to my team, helping me win. You know right. what I mean? And, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, I love I that jug machine story. That's, 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 that's dope. Yeah. So I would be on the jug machine all the time. And now I would use these things. They were called great catches. So it was like, you probably heard of them, but it's like a little ball that goes on your hand and it wraps around your, your, your yeah. hand. So your, your palms can't hit them. So I would, I, would, I would wear those all the time. And then I would wear, I started like wearing them in practice, and the dudes used to be hot. Like the receivers used to be so mad, 
because if you drop a ball, that's like, that's ten push-ups for the group, or or like we're gonna end up doing some some sort of punishment at the end. So when I started off, like I was I was dropping like dropping balls, like because it's a it's one thing to catch them on the jugs machine with the great catchers on. It's another thing it, to have them on during the, during practice, yeah, like run, run, on running too. through traffic and yeah, getting exactly. Handled, like, but yeah, there's a big difference. So, and especially I'm like I'm a nobody at the time. Like these dudes don't want me over here causing them drops. So, but I was doing that the whole time. This is like after my redshirt freshman year and during that year when I was doing a lot of teams. And then so the second year comes around, and my redshirt sophomore year and a guy goes down, a receiver. So I get a rep in my like first first game. I get a catch a little screen, get like six yards, we run the exact same play, and score. But two catches and touchdown. The next next the next week, um, I end up going in and like the quarterback because he knew I, like speed wise he's like, hey, I want Max to run this route. So it's like a deep go. Well, I end up scoring ninety three yards, like UNC home record touchdown, second game, bam. But, like, it seems great. Like, oh, yeah, like, Mac made some plays here and there. But, like, I made these plays because I was, prepared, like, prepared for them. Like, for the last year and a half, I've been preparing for, like, the opportunity yeah. I would get. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't like, a, hey, we need one, Mac, you in there. It was like, a, no, right. I, I like put it, myself in that position so many times. That, like, it was exactly. Like, I, I knew it was going to happen before it ended up happening. It sounds corny because everybody says it, but, like, but it's, it's real. It's the though. truth. I, it's, it's yeah, real. like, I put that work in and knew it, it would end up paying off. Because I also had that walk-on mindset where, like, if I'm going to get an opportunity and I mess it up, then 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 I'll never get it again. Yeah. Like, a scholarship guy always going to get another chance, another chance. Like, 100%. a walk-on dude, if you get a chance and you blow it, they'll never call your name again. So I ended up taking advantage of it and um, got got to play, like, more and more. And then I ended up being a starter at receiver because we got some more guys get injured. And it was like, okay – once I had this spot, when them guys came back, they weren't able to get the spot back. Nah, nah, nah. Because nah, I had nah, put nah. in the work. Matt, and, Matt like, Collins has arrived at that point. Right. Like, yeah, I, I'd, I'd been able to separate myself, but it wasn't just that. Like, it wasn't my redshirt sophomore year after that first touchdown. All of a sudden, I became good. It was, no. It was a year and a half of sitting on the ball machines when everybody else was doing their reps and stuff and wearing wearing things so I could catch my palms and, like, doing little stuff that adds up over, like, 100 balls a day for – the whole season that adds up to a couple thousand balls. Bro, you know what I mean? That's that, exactly the other dudes aren't why catching. I started this podcast, man, for, for stories right. like that. For, yeah. for, for, for people to realize uh, no matter what situation you're in, there's always ways that you can make yourself better to get yourself ready right. for, when, for when that right. time calls. Now, did you end up getting put on scholarship after that year? Yeah, so after my so redshirt freshman year, I was on I was on all four teams, go to captain, and we going, we're going into summer. And I'm like, back backtrack a little bit. At the beginning of college, I said I had two years. I'm gonna go two years. If I can't earn a scholarship, I'm going somewhere else because I yeah. know I'm, I'm like I, that's just the type of person I am. Like I'm gonna put a something on it. Like if yeah. I don't get it, then I'm done. Hell yeah. So I'm gonna make sure I get a, find a way to get a scholarship. And so fast forward back to after that retro freshman year. So I it's, we're going into summer, and I'm like I had to talk to coach. Like listen, coach, honestly, I don't like I can't afford to be a at school, at school here, like UNC ain't cheap, especially out of state. Yeah, uh, for sure. Bro. Yeah, like I'm out of state, so he's like, "Let me see what I can do." So, like a couple of days later, he ends up saying, "Like, hey, Mac, I'm putting you on scholarship <laughs> for the summer. Like, that's it, just for the summer. If you mess it up, I'm taking it away. But if, but if not, I'll keep you on." And like, in my mind, 
he throwing shots at me because he acting like I was gonna mess it up. Like you gonna mess but, it up, but like right. he knows, yeah, like he knows the type of dude I am, so yeah. he, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um, but like there was no chance I could mess it up. So, so like to this day, that's still probably like the the greatest feeling to me was oh like God, being able to call my that. parents and say like, hey, like y'all don't have to pay for school no more. Uh-huh. Like I, 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 I just got a scholarship. Yeah, yeah, bro, that should give me goosebumps uh, just 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 thinking about it, man. Like yeah, that, that like just, anybody that's a walk on or like that really has done anything where you kind of can take that burden off somebody else, like not even off yourself, but off somebody else. Like then they know, they know exactly like the feeling I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Oh, so yeah, man. I ended up getting, getting put on scholarship like two, I guess two and a half years in. Um, and then after my reg, start my reg junior year, I'm a starter on all four, um, start on offense. And like, I wouldn't let him take Damn, it off. Damn, you just started on all four and offense? Yeah, like I wouldn't let. I, I told him like you can take me off offense before you take me off team. Like that was like teams is how I got to where I am. There's there's never be a time where I'll I'll let my team slack because of the offense. Yeah, like, obviously the league's a little I bit like different because like money and stuff gets involved and all yeah. types of like I don't have as much control. But in college, I was like, listen, I won't do it. Like I'm in shape enough, or I'll find a way to be in shape enough to be able to do everything. That's what that you um, know. That Kam, Kamu said the same thing. Well, Kamu a different story because he's at a small school, but. Kamu said something told him that, you know, he asked to be on punt. He asked to be on kickoff. Right. <laughs> Coming from a small school, right. like, you have to put on tape that you can do more than just play, you know, backer or. Right. You know. It, exactly. <coughs> like you yeah. can't, you can't, especially from a, unless you are, unless you the dude. Like yeah, I was making plays at offense and like had, had catching bombs and stuff like that, but like, unless you really the dude first round. Uh-huh. Maybe second round, you gotta play team. You got to, bro. So, got yeah, to. so I couldn't forget about how I got to the league. And no. then, you know, you fast forward to my senior year, uh, starter or whatever, and like I'm trying to go second, first round. Mm-hmm. I end up breaking my clavicle. Yeah. Um, when? Funny, as funny as it is, I'm we, we're like six weeks into the season, we're playing in Miami, like at the Hard Rock. Damn. I break, break my clavicle. Um, so end my senior year right there, like no more senior year. The clavicle was broken. I'm out for the rest of my senior year. End up getting invited to the combine. So I go to the combine, run the forty. First rep, I didn't do no jumping, broad jump, nothing. Uh, tear my quad. Mm. Grade two, uh, like uh, quad tear. So I, I don't, I don't run either. Like I got to the last like five yards. Didn't yeah, even run. yeah, you couldn't finish at the time. So I couldn't, I couldn't do like pro day none of that, and still got drafted in the fourth round. Yeah, no, I was gonna I was gonna say, uh yeah, because of the team. But I was gonna backtrack, I was gonna say, when did you when did you realize that the NFL was like like realistic and like there for you to take, you know? Uh, um, as weird as it is, like I know there's a lot of guys that like their whole time they, they wanna go to the league, they wanna like that's all they train for. Right. I never really trained for like the league, I guess, until my maybe my senior year. Like it was never it's not that it's not in my it wasn't in my mindset, but like it wasn't a priority. I do, I, yeah, like I kinda just always trained. I just like competing so like to be every day I would just compete. Be, right? yeah. yeah, I just compete to like go against go against the dudes I was with. Like if anybody that's ever played against me, they know like I talk I talk trash all the time, but like as soon as it's over, as soon as like the game's over or the practice is over, like I don't anymore. It's all love. Like, it's just fun for me to like yeah, like it it just 
it's just I know I can get you going and it's gonna push you harder, so it'll end up pushing me harder. So it's more like fun for me. It's never out of like any bad intentions. Like I'll I'll usually end up forgetting it in a week, like what I even said to you. Yeah, I mean, well, I I I was the same way. I was I was I was a big big shit talker, but at the end of the day, it's always a it's always you always 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 dap up and say. Right. Give you respects because at the end of the game, in right. between the white lines, it's different. It's just this is how it is. But like, exactly. I, I love that point of you. <clears throat> sorry to go back to going in the fourth round because of team. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, like, like if I didn't because all I the mean, odds stacked was, against you like that. Facts. That's yeah. crazy. Because because real talk, if you run and you run four three, you going top two, top top right first second round for real. Like yeah, if I was if I was if I would have been on run, like my biggest thing was obviously I had straight ahead speed. They were like, ah, oh, can you run route? Uh, they didn't know if I I could get in and out of breaks. And like if I would have been able to run routes and, and run the full forty, it's like oh okay now like we checked all the boxes. He he's good on all that. Oh yeah. Um, were were you, were you feeling good going into that too? Yeah, like I felt real good. I was like two twenty at the time. Where did uh, like my heaviest? Where did you train at? If like, you don't mind me asking. Um, I was out. I was out in California uh, with Ryan Flaherty. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I was training with him. So like I was feeling real good. Like all like I was I, I like obviously I could say it, but I didn't I didn't actually do it, so it doesn't mean anything. But like my L drill was supposed to be like one of the top in, in like combine history. What were you um, running? What were you running forty rides before that? Like your first, your last forty leading up to the combine. Um, probably probably low four fours. Four, three, so you, five. so you, so you probably like on four four like on combine healthy ready to roll you probably hitting four three eight. Yeah, yeah. Like, Cause you, I mean, I seen day. I seen you run in person. You you were you're legit low four 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 high four three guy for sure. Right, so, and so I was you know super super stoked. And the whole time I'm training, like I'm I'm wearing like regular cleats. I ain't wearing like little butter like yeah, little firefly light, cleats. Little so light I'm not yeah. So socks. I'm not even wearing the light, light ones <laughs> until I got to the combine. And who knows? That might have been the reason why I ended up getting hurt because I was I was so like my body didn't know how to act. Yeah, real but, talk. You never know. I mean, like teams is really like I really didn't do anything from week six when I broke my clavicle until I got drafted and still was able to get drafted in the, in the four, fourth round. In the fourth so. round. That's not like yeah. Yes, like, the fourth round is high. For, you know what I mean? Right. So did so did right. Philly so, did Philly bring you in? And so you were you like a primarily a teams guy then? Yeah, like so when I first got there, I was I was almost all teams and literally the exact same way I did at North Carolina. I did it at Philly, like made sure I, teams were my priority, but I was always but, doing stuff. But you were put, like, putting in work and set yourself up. Yeah. Putting in work, knew every single position. Like I could play the tight end, play to play outside, inside. Um, so eventually, I got like week two, playing the Kansas City Chiefs. I ended up getting an opportunity to go in uh, and like do a rep that I I never got no practice rep that. And bam, I do well. Like I get, I had like two or three catches that game for my like first catches in my uh, in the NFL career. How dope so was that? Coaches start like super dope. Like that's that's what you you know everybody wants to do. Like they're on the sideline, all the boys dapping me up. Like hey, that's the first yeah. one I see. Like uh-huh. go ahead. Uh-huh. Um, so that's it. like it, it's super cool to like have the dudes behind you. But what ended up helping me is because I knew every position. The coaches didn't feel like they needed to bring extra receivers. So they're like, like so okay, like, yeah, so somebody starters. goes down, we got Mac, Mac and Mac. We got Mac, yeah. yeah. It's like instead of having five or six guys travel, it's like, okay, we got three starters and we got Mac. We're good. Yeah, like, we yeah. don't need to bring nobody else. Because right. I can go in at Y if we need it. I can go in at Z, X, where, wherever I, I'm needed. 
and like the more you know, the the better chance you have of getting on the field. So mm-hmm. I knew the playbook, and then that season we ended up winning the Super Bowl, and like how much better can a rookie season get? I'm getting opportunities. I, I played like over 20% of the snaps that season, so I got a whole bunch of reps, and I ended up winning the Super Bowl. So I'm thinking like, oh, the league really ain't that bad, like. Tom, I'm kind of coming for you. Like, I'm already one for one. This is cool. Like, yeah, my, my first year. I'm, yeah, you know I'm what I mean? Playing, like, I won the bowl. Speaking of, how, yeah, how like was I, it? Speaking on the Super Bowl experience, bro, like, I, I, um, I, I had dope. a chance to go this year, and, like, just, yeah. just everything about it is, is so crazy. I can't imagine playing in it, man. Yeah, it's, it's like, I mean, obviously, everything leading up, you got to gotta deal with a whole bunch of, like, junk and yeah, media, interviews yeah. and all that. So, yeah, the media stuff every day, and that's a little, like, over the top, I think, yeah. but, you know, whatever, whatever they need. Um, but the the game is like right before it. It's like, oh, we in the Super Bowl. This is crazy. This is like, it, bro. This is and the then pinnacle soon, of the soon as it starts, sport. yeah, as soon as it starts, it's like, oh, this regular, this is a regular game. Uh-huh. Let's go to work. All right. Yeah, like this might even be less than a regular game because it's not, it's not even really loud because neither, neither side fans are are really there. It's kind of split. It really was, bro. The atmosphere was not as what I expected it to. Like, opening kickoff was cool with all the cameras and stuff, but after that, it was like, it was kind of chill. Yeah, it's not like a super live, like, oh, this is crazy. Like, we're we're in in a crazy stadium. It's just kind of like a a level like a level six. Like, it never really hit a nine or ten. It never go below like a four or three. It's just six. Like, just hit right there. It'll be a little bit louder if it's a real nice play. Yeah. And obviously, our Super Bowl was super exciting with the touchdown, so it got a little louder. But it wasn't like crazy, so you just you just go back into game mode. It's like anything; like you've trained your whole life Zone for in. this. There's no, yeah, there's nothing that can really take you out of it. I like, was, it would be uh, really hard to take you out of it. I was having a conversation with with, with my wife, and then I was like, I was like, you know, like because of what she's going through right now and stuff. And like, uh, I was thinking, like, I told her, I was like, you know how like you used to watch us play games, like. In, in overtime and all these big games and like that stunt you get nervous in, in, in the stands watching but when I'm out there I don't feel like that I'm just it's a regular game to me it's a regular situation I'm trying to make right. a play I'm just like that doesn't even cross my mind and that's like what she's doing right. with this shit you know it's like it's like really when when it comes down to it the game is just the game not everything leading up to it and the, the significance of it afterwards it's probably crazy, but in the moment, it right. makes sense that it to you is just really just a game, right? Yeah, like you just you kind of get back to it, and like even on that point, dude, your wife, dude, she's tough as hell, bro. I gotta I gotta tell you that right now, bro. I appreciate she's, she's that. She's tough, tough as hell. Appreciate that too. I'm, I'm, yeah. ho- hopefully, hopefully, we get her down to to do yeah, dude. Time this year, for sure. bring her down to the sunshine, man. Hell yeah. Um, All right. And then love to have her. So you end up going to? <clears throat> did you get released or did you get picked up on waivers by the Dolphins last year? Yeah. So, um, so I played three years in Philly. So end up after yep. the after the Super Bowl, end up having surgery, um, and came back and then had some complications or whatever, and was out my whole second year. So I'm supposed to like going to that second year starting or playing yep, a whole bunch. Yep, yep, yep. And bam, get derailed. I'm out for the whole season. So I didn't play football from the first preseason game of my second year all the way until the first preseason game of my third year. That was like my first game coming back. Right. Um, and I end up like 
making the team. And week two, surprise, surprise, injuries. Like, two dudes go down, uh, and I'm a starter. Uh, so I'm getting a bunch of snaps. And, like, things just, you know, they don't work out, whatever it may be. Like, wasn't making catches, wasn't getting, wasn't getting the ball, we weren't winning games. Right. So those things just, like, stack up. And they're Especially like, out there. Upset. You have, yeah, they're like, you upset you ain't getting targets. I'm like, I can care less about targets. If you, if you anybody who ever played with me, like, they know I can give two two craps about a, yeah. a target. All I care about is, like, did we win at the end? Mm-hmm. Um, but and we weren't winning games. So I ended up getting released. I think it was week, I want to say week 13, but we had just played the Dolphins. So we played the Dolphins. And then two days later, I get released on that Tuesday, and then I get picked up by the Dolphins Wednesday. Um, Damn, that's crazy. Maybe how fast that works. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's super and, quick. And then, and, like, you know, when then, you get released. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just saying, when you get released, it's like it's nobody wants to get fired from the dugout. Mm-hmm. Right? So I get cut, released forever. Nobody wants that. And I'm like, oh, dang, like, this ain't, this, this, this isn't good. Uh-huh. Like, I'm, like, you know what, I got to tell the fam, all this. And then I end up getting going to Miami. I fly down that night, and I'm, you know, you nervous, like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. And, like, first day, you step outside in the sunshine, and, like, <laughs> you like, I'm you home, put baby. the pads on, yeah, and you, like, run a route, and it's like, man, this is ball. Like, it don't matter where I'm at. Uh-huh. Like, now I'm just in the sunshine. Like, this is ball. Where It don't matter what state you're in, what city you're in, ball is ball. Like, when you're in between the lines, it's ball. I so, it. I, like, I, I love it. I love it down here. Um oh, like it's it's great. I think it's gonna be a great opportunity to you know make no, some plays. And I, th- I think I think you're I think you're. I, I mean, I wanted to speak on the you know the whole quarantine and and, and yeah. guys not being able to be in a facility. And I feel like you are, you know, one of the best people to talk to about that because, you know, like some people there's two ways people look at this. I feel like some people look at it as a, you know, feel sorry for yourself and or just take the time to be lazy because they can be lazy right. and there's the other people that are taking advantage of the people who aren't taking advantage right? right so like i feel like for a guy like you this is almost a blessing in disguise because you're such a hard worker and because you're in such good shape and because you work on the little things and because you know the playbook like you're gonna have an opportunity to really 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 do something special not even just contributing wise but like you know, be a game, game changer type player out there for real. Oh yeah, like this this whole quarantine to me is like regular life. Like I don't really do do anything anyway. I just stay yeah. at the house and <laughs> and work out and read books. Yeah, and like listen to records like all day anyway. So so to me it was like perfect opportunity because if if you look back at the beginning of quarantine, uh, you know, and this ain't to say it's about everybody, but you look everybody that posted one but the guys guys were posting a whole bunch of videos you know their workout videos and everything they're doing and they're catching and running mm-hmm. routes and running this and that and then you look at week two of quarantine there's a few less videos and then week three week four and then just about now like there's no videos left uh-huh. like nobody really posting any videos that are working out because the, because that stuff's not fun anymore like it's not cool anymore it's not it's, it's not, not fun cool, it's not right, fun to right. work out every day like People aren't, people aren't aren't like, oh, okay, I see you like you did this work. People don't care anymore after a certain while. So yeah. to me, I'm like, perfect. Because I know I'm going I'm to wake up every morning. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to work out the way I'm supposed to do. I'm going to push hard because I, I'm 100% sure that everybody that would be in the building, if we were in there, that would have to work because we have to be in there, 
are not doing that. That's what I'm saying. So that's just, that's that's just like, me getting a step up. Without this, without OTAs and without, you know, really like a timeline, I feel like a lot of these guys, <clears throat> a lot of these guys are, are 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 lost and don't know what to do and and like they because they've never held themselves accountable for the work they're supposed to put in. They've always just been taught. They've always been had somebody to tell them what to do. Now, like that with our right. with our facilities that I own, I'm big on. I want to make sure that these kids and athletes not just do the work, but understand why we're doing the work, what it works, and how it applies. So, like if they if they were ever in this situation without me, they can be like, oh, I can do this. I can do this lift. I can do this. Uh, I can I can do whatever it is. Because they know, because I, I I taught them. A lot of these people aren't. A lot of these guys aren't taught. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to build up in in, in a program, or they don't know how to set up a, a, a daily routine. They're just so reliant on other people to tell them what to do. You know, so you really exactly. gonna find out who, who really loves the game. Exactly, dude. And like for like one thing I like when you came out to train with with Kamaru, and then I got an opportunity to work with you is. Is like explaining that why, and a lot of people. Number one, a lot of dudes as trainers or coaches don't explain the why, and then a lot of dudes get frustrated if somebody asks why. Like, yeah, you don't need to know. Like, you don't need to know. Just, just do it. And that's the toughest thing I think for especially guys that are walk-ons or guys that aren't the top-tier dudes to ask why is like something that's kind of ingrained, especially in football players, that you're not supposed to ask why. Like, yeah, you're supposed ask, to do what you're supposed to do, and, question, and it's. Man. Yeah, like you gotta find that balance. Obviously, I'm not saying ask why to the guy that's really pissed off that that you're asking why. Like, don't do that. Like, you're just gonna end up like in, in the doghouse. Yeah, with him. right, right, so right. If you can't ask him, like, ask an older dude. Or that's what I was. That's or, what I was gonna. You go know what I mean? Like, too. find your find uh-huh. your way to to talk to these dudes and figure out why you do something. Like, don't just do. That's one thing I always did was why. Like, even with the playbook, it'd be like, why we call it this when this and this don't match? Like, why we call it this when. And even if it's an answer you don't like, like if I ask, like, hey, why do we call it this when these two are all in the family and they should be together? Oh, because he's been calling it like that for this long. Oh, okay, well, I don't like the answer, but that's that's what the way it is. Like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah, cool. Like, so you gotta be you gotta be hungry for just as hungry as you want to be, like the touchdown scoring monster. You gotta be hungry to learn. You gotta be hungry, like in kind of everything you do. And, yeah, and it, I mean, it may seem hard, but if you if you just focus your the same way you think about football. If you think about that and the way you train and the way you eat and the way you sleep, like that stuff compounds. A hundred percent. Yeah, I like the way you touched on that too, because it's not just it's not just about the workouts. It's not just about the film. It's not. It's about the, it's about taking care of your body. It's about right. It's about making sure that 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 you can play as long as you can. It's about right. You know, there, there, there's so many working th- parts that go into it that I feel like, you know, especially younger guys don't understand. You know, they they make, they get away right. with so many different things, and, and yeah, I mean, there are so many resources you have. There are guys, there are so many guys like you too. You know, I mean, there ain't many guys like you. You know what I mean? But there are guys out there that are willing to help other guys. Like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Like, right. I'm, I speak from experience. When I was a senior and, and, and captain and leader in, in my DB room, if you ask the question, I'm gonna give you the answer, and I'm gonna explain to you why we're doing this. Right. I'm gonna explain to you why you gotta reroute number one inside and cover two. Like it's exactly. I'm not gonna get mad at you. You know, use use right. your resources. Use and and when, especially when you're training, 
I would 100% advise you to ask questions on, on why right. I'm doing this and, and how is this helping me. And, and right. And because the, the the more you learn at the, the the now you can first off you can you can tell what works for you and then second off if you see bullshit from somebody else you can be like I don't really agree with this <laughs> right because there right. is there, really there's a lot me. of eyewash out there in in this industry oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's crazy a whole lot man. of stuff that just look good on tape but they don't really look good in real life it's crazy now let me let's let me just get like one or two things you think you leveled up on during current quarantine that what that I what was that that give me one or two things that you think you leveled up on during quarantine. Um, I mean, well, obviously doesn't even have to be football. Surgeries. Doesn't have to be football. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, coming off those two surgeries, I was. I think I ended the season seriously at like two oh six, two oh seven, and I probably I, I probably haven't been under two sixteen in like the last two months. Um, so I probably have around like two eighteen, two nineteen. So I put on a whole bunch of weight, which was great. Um, to feel like back to strong, healthy Mac. Um, but like outside of football, I've done a bunch of reading. Like I do a lot of reading. I got like the MacBook Mondays Instagram page where I kind of post books and try to get people to to read and understand the importance of reading. Because I I was never a reader. I always thought like why not just watch the movie? Like why waste my time with the book? Uh-huh. Uh, and then I started reading, and the first book was like this is this is taking all day like i'm not trying to do this and then the second book was like okay this is a little bit faster than the third book fourth book, yeah. just like yeah just like anything you do like it's not gonna be easy the first time you do it it's just it's weird when you're an adult you think you're not gonna be able to do something immediately you quit but you you'll turn around and tell your kids the same thing like keep going keep trying keep trying so what, what reading, is that what is that called you said, said macbook monday yeah macbook monday um so like like macbook like the computer but with m-a-c-k like okay. my name um, so it's a little Instagram page. I post something like every Monday, a book Ooh. I'm reading um, or have read. I'm about to follow that right now. I'll, I'll put it up on yeah. the page. I'll put it up on my page. Yeah. Make sure y'all go follow that. I appreciate that. it. Hell appreciate yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, man. so I try to get people reading. And then I got I got a big uh, vinyl collection, like old school records. Hey, that's um, So I had to put all that stuff, kind of like catalog it into the system and <laughs> get that stuff in. Because I, I just, I enjoy like old, old music. I, I listen to Frank Sinatra before games and I don't know, I guess I'm an old soul or something hey, like that. Hey, um, whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, whatever it takes. But, like, really, just the, this quarantine has been good. And obviously because I have the opportunity to do this, but a quarantine has been tough for a lot of people. Um, but I had the opportunity to just kind of, like, just relax. Mm-hmm. Like, put my work in and not have to see anybody. Like, nobody's Real distracting me. Like, hey, yeah. come, come kick it. Like, hey, you want to come over here? Like, I didn't have to say no to anybody. Cause most of the time I'll just say no. I didn't even have to say no to anybody, so it's not even on my mind where it's like, ah, I can't do this. Yeah, ah, I can't do yeah. that. Like, sorry. Now I had a reason. Like, ah, not the best idea. And it's uh, um, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of nice knowing like, um, with your mindset, knowing like this is going, this is ultimately probably going to help you out. In, yeah. In, in your situation, absolutely. you know, like this 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 absolutely. is this is a year where this is a year where where a Matt Collins comes on and he's not just a a dude he's a guy you know what i mean like he is exactly so um yeah man i'm i'm, I'm excited for you said from what i've seen i you can go get the ball now i mean I, i've thrown the balls to some big time guys and you're one of those guys you throw that ball anywhere and you're going to get that and i i what Should i really I enjoy, I'm trying. what i really enjoy talking to you about well first off your work ethic is probably the best that i've been around 
second off, your knowledge of the game is great. I love being around guys that know the game like that because then I could, I can pick things from you who's going to help me as a, as a trainer and a coach, you know. And um, so I, I definitely enjoyed enjoyed that time. I'm trying to get back out there at least, at least for a week maybe. Uh, make sure, Heck make yeah. sure Kamu's staying on his shit. <laughs> yeah, man, come get him right, man. Come get that uh, I, Yeah, right. I, I got to, man. I got to, man. Yeah. But hey, man, I know you busy. I, 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 for real, appreciate you coming on, bro. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we crossed paths, and uh, you know, hope, hopefully, we, uh, we have a nice little relationship down the road, and I cannot wait to see you kill this fall, bro. Absolutely, dude. I really appreciate you being on. It was great chat with you, man. I know, I know, we're gonna. Yeah. We're going to definitely get some more work in a long, a long time in this career, so uh-huh. I'm excited. Uh-huh. Absolutely, my dog. All right, bro, you have a great night, man. I appreciate you again. All right, dude, I'll talk to you soon.